A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rudy Anson, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkins, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. All right, welcome. This is uh, IMAX America. We're at the Design to Change podcast on site at IMAX America in Las Vegas. Uh, it is today, the 17th of October, 2023. Uh, across from me sits Gary Rohrman, the senior director. Uh, senior Creative Director at Encore, mm -hmm. and we have Rob Wilcox, uh, a familiar guest on our podcast because you were on our podcast last year with Jim Duffy, who's the Director of Sales Engineering and Digital Services. Welcome, gentlemen. Pleasure. So, um, we've just walked in this morning. Uh, it's the first day of the show. We are in the far corner near the Inspiration Hub, and we're sitting on the Event Design Collective uh, podcast studio, but right behind us, is the break-free uh, experience, I would almost call it. Well, yes. what, how, Gary, how would you design this? Mm -hmm. what, how would you quantify that if you would describe it in a couple of words? What is it? Uh, it is an experience. It's an immersive experience that's designed holistically to take people on a continued journey from what we established last year, yeah. which was break-free. So this year it's break-free, the journey continues. The journey and continues. we've added some some different uh, messaging about inclusivity and commitment to designing in a more empathetic way. That's awesome. Um, Gary, you were also part of the Event Design Certificate Program that we hosted uh, yes. in Atlantic City. Uh, <laughs> uh, Encore, as our partner in, in the United States, um, has trained quite a few of its uh, staff to become certified event designers. Uh, tell us a little bit how these things interface. How do they relate to each other? Uh, in terms of well, first, what I would say is the experience was spectacular and uh, very uplifting and very eye-opening for me. Yeah. And what was wonderful about it was being able to, whether you use the entire process as a you know as a design you know construct, you can use the concepts from it in every single phase of what you do, yeah. and it's been very helpful and panned out to be quite successful with this experience, especially wrangling the, the diverse group of creatives we've had to try to uh, put together a cohesive concept for this. Uh, and also making sure that we we're doing due diligence in paying homage to what came before and uh, being able to make this a nice evolution moving forward. Uh, Yes, very helpful in being strategic about how we did that and not just going, what's the next cool thing? I like that a lot. I think the intention with which the team at Encore has pulled together and rallied, literally, you call it wrangled, right? So mm -hmm. um, I was recently in an, in an experience designed by uh, your teams um, out in Washington, D.C. as a performer, and there were wranglers wrangling 18,000 performers onto a three-day program, which was also very well done. <laughs> More about that in another podcast. <laughs> but what's, what's super interesting, I think, is that 
at the scale at which you guys operate, which is massive, right? You're across the US, you're across the globe, but let's focus on the US for a while because that's a chunky market in itself. Um, you guys have so many interaction points in so many different places. Uh, yesterday we were doing a program at the Four Seasons just around the corner here for Marina Bay Sands and you know your team is there literally wrangling all the technology for us when we're doing a workshop and then the next day you guys are running these massive events and anything in between. What's the excitement as a senior creative director, right? What, how, how do you get involved in these processes? Good question. Um, well, first of all, you, you know, we have several different creative directors and I think we each have kind of a different approach to the way we do things. Some come from more of an agency background. My background originally came from, you know, Walt Disney Imagineering and doing theme park, film, television. So we bring kind of a different approach and we try to put right fit talent, you know, you know, task to talent, put right fit talent in the role that's going to be able to elevate the experience for the, for the client. And it, to me, that's what's been great about it because, you know, there are things where I've, I've seen, man, I would love to have a shot at that, but then I get an opportunity to work on something challenging like this. And uh, it's, it's a great experience for me. I've been doing this a long time. I've done a lot of, you know, wonderful things, but it's never boring and it's always challenging. And it's always something new that's going to make you think and it's going to make you work harder. And um, especially dealing with empathetic design, which we are, um, forces you to really think things through on a, on a very different level. Absolutely. And so, you know, getting assigned projects like this, as well as, you know, we and we do, we do conventions, we do uh, associations that uh, are a little bit different, we do activations, you know. So we have a wide range of things that we do approach, yeah. and you have to put on a little bit of a different thinking cap for each one, yeah. which also is great as a, as a creative director. And I have great teams to work with. I, I'd say that's the big thing is, we, you know, our teams flux cause, because of the project, but we've always got really solid teams to collaborate with to deliver. So, so many flying hours assembled on your team. Um, looking, at, looking at the experience, the, the continuation of that journey, right, which Break Free represents here, mm -hmm. which technically serves the breadth of your clients because they all might be here at IMAX uh, America. Maybe, Rob, I can ask you, um, if you look at, um, you know, you were, you were on our podcast last year and sensed the vibe last year. Now we're here in 2023, one year later, the journey continues. Tell us, what are some of the key things that are important to you? So, uh, one of the key things that are important to me, as, as well as uh, our, what we're trying to do here, is, is really, really just dig into what it means to, to design for inclusivity. And um, here we're not just looking at uh, individuals that might have physical disability that might not be able to get to and from a location, uh, but we're, we're looking at, you know, Gary said it perfectly, empathy. You know, we want to make sure that it's understood that we're not just doing things because we know we, we have to or we should. No, we, we generally want the individual to feel like we thought of them. We want them to be here. We want them to have an equal uh, experience just like anybody else. Um, so back to, the <laughs> back to your, your question, you know, when, when you think about what it means to be inclusive and the breadth of what that 
has to uh, has to look like and how you you design for that you really start peeling back these layers that you may not have even known existed um, you know I just mentioned folks with, with physical disabilities you know that might need uh, a wheelchair or some other assistive device to get from point A to point B but when you think about other people that uh, may not have uh, a disability that is uh, easy, is easily recognizable by others or, or visible as we'd say um those are some things that, that start to creep in and, and really make you start to think about the overall design of the event. You know, we're doing live translated captioning, uh, or live transcribed captioning in our experience uh, that is an option for individuals that uh, have a disability with hearing or, you know, from a neurological perspective, they, they may take in information differently. Uh, so having the ability to listen and read at the same time, you know, allows them an experience where they're feeling heard or seen where they may not have had that before. So inclusivity. So yesterday I had a sneak peek. Um, your colleague uh, Anthony uh, led us through the back office. <laughs> if you would describe Gary kind of if, for people that are not here and in audio let's say you would describe the experience because you designed it and being empathetic with their inability to actually see it in real life could you kind of describe the the experience from beginning to end what did sure. what, what would people experience if they go through that you know in their mind as they're driving a car right now or jogging in the sure yeah. well I, I would start it and as any good experience it's not just the show Yes. In quotes, it's really the overall experience from when you approach the interactions that you have, and we really wanted to make sure that there was a lot of human contact. That 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 has to be top of mind in anything we do. That gives you that flexibility to address people's needs, regardless of what they are. And so, when they come up to the registration desk, there's information that's giving, and people are offered options should they need them uh, to be able to experience the show in a bit of a different way uh, than we're doing, f you know, just for the for the general public, uh, which is great because it gives people a chance to be comfortable with that, be set for it, so by the time they get to the experience, they're ready to go. We also have kind of a pre-function space as you go in. You're going to see messaging on the wall that reinforces that. Again, we're doing a show about inclusivity and about you know being empathetic toward being inclusive you know, of everyone so they feel a sense of belonging. Yes. We felt it was important then to make sure that everybody had that opportunity to participate. Okay. Now you go inside and inside you we have you know kind of some neural music that's going in the background and you sit down you relax a little bit and in front of you is just basically a, you know a shot of the break free the journey continues and once we get in people sit in swivel chairs mm -hmm. and when the experience starts we've chosen to do um, an animated experience for this it's in the Saul Bass style of animation Saul Bass famous graphic artist that was the original inspiration for Break Free okay. so we decided to roll with that mm -hmm. it's also an interesting approach I think for our partners to see there's other ways of telling a story 
besides, you know, the big live imagery or big CGI. This is a very simple style of artwork, but when you see the impact that it can make in telling, you know, those those pointed stories about being in someone else's shoes, doing basically cut out construction paper, um, I think it's it's kind of mind-blowing when you give it some thought and that's half the battle when they see this experience it begins with our our bird in the cage metaphor and we use that as an analogy for meeting planners and those who are in a position of having to do this all the time and being stuck sometimes with the changing environment where there are challenges that you may not even be aware of to Rob's point you may not even think about them because they aren't on your radar screen at the time. So what we're asking you to do is widen that perspective. We set the tone for that, and then we take you on these three vignettes of three different challenges of the type of people that you may have at your at your event. And we show what it's like for them uh, in that situation when there's a challenge posed, but we also show there's a solution for it. And the real solution is to break free, you just have to start thinking differently. Yeah. You have to process things differently, expand your horizons, be more empathetic, be more inclusive. And at the end, we wrap it up with a challenge to everyone, you know, will you think, you know, yeah. um, with more inclusive. And um, after that, we let them go through a hidden door in the the screen surrounds you basically not a full surround but as far as your peripheral vision can see we have yeah, a yeah. you know fully immersive screen mm -hmm. we use in-house effects we've got a 5.1 stereo mix in there that makes gives you directional sound so the soundscape was important for this one mm -hmm. uh, lighting effects to highlight what's within the film mm -hmm. so we're taking a simple animated film but we're making it immersive with the in-theater yeah. effects yeah. we let people go out to the outside and then we ask them to commit we have a commitment wall that people can sign uh, as far as will you commit to breaking free in terms of being more inclusive in your design. And then we have great opportunities for people to just sit, talk, discuss, reflect in what we call our think easy. Yeah. And then beyond that, I see just from the angle of my eye, I'm looking out at, at the break free experience. Um, it's right next to the Inspiration Hub right here. So it's, it's, it really feels like we're in this corner of inspiration right here, right? Um, and I'm looking out at um, kind of a, almost like a pho photography setup, but it's actually something very different because next to it we see the mm -hmm. box, which has versions of that same person in different ways. Rob, explain a little bit more. Yeah, so uh, the box is what we refer to as our Encore hologram. And it's, it's a, an amazing tool to, uh, to engage uh, it participants. Uh, one of the amazing use cases would be to remote a presenter in. Now that's not a new concept, we know. We've been doing that, especially for the last couple of years. Everybody's very familiar with what that means. But by leveraging this technology, it, it allows the presenter to be somewhere else in the world. And the, the, uh, the hologram is on stage, really gives the, the impression that they're right there with you. So you could draw in easier than you would just a, another face on a screen, on a, on a projection. Uh, additionally, it is a two-way device, so it can bring people together from every corner of the world and feel like they're talking to the person, like they're right there. It is not FaceTime. It is not another Zoom video. It is almost as if that person is standing right there. Like you, People try to reach out and touch it, and then they realize they, they hit glass at some point. 
Uh, but that, that's one of the ways that we've, we've promoted it and suggested it. It's also just a really fun thing to, as you can see, uh, just entertain guests. You know, they come and they want to play with it. They've, they've seen it in action for the keynote, but now they want to touch it, feel it, see, you know, uh, how they can interact with it. And, and if you have messaging around that, it helps drive home, uh, drive that. And and I, I will jump on that, Rob, too, because in my world, I look at all of our innovative technologies as storytelling devices, because to me, they're never just a standalone used for one thing uh, opportunity. What I look at them for is how can I find a different way to use that and incorporate it into an experience and I've already had the opportunity to start working this into some design mm-hmm. as as a woven into the story part of the experience yeah. and to me just having the opportunity to um, being able to use that kind of innovative tech is something that I found has grown exponentially within the event industry and especially within our own company we've you know we've got some advantages there and I will use them. <laughs> <laughs> now, <clears throat> many people are curious to know how accessible or inaccessible is this technology? Has it become, right? We always hear these stories of, you know, holographic technologies were very expensive in the past. Uh, they are scaling, they're more available. Um, if people would want to do this in practice, what, 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 what does that mean, uh, Rob, for people that would consider using these things? Yeah, absolutely. Holograms specifically have been notoriously expensive and hard to come by. Uh, this technology is a bit different as it's a self-contained unit uh, which makes it a lot easier to put in uh, most applications. Um, the accessibility of it really is just in, in terms of understanding what, what the purpose is, what we're trying to do, and then uh, sourcing the, the product. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's far more accessible than, than uh, traditional holograms have been in the past. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the way that you can incorporate them into event design, I think it has, has a, a lot broader uh, capability than some of the, the more traditional. I do want to go back to something that Gary uh, just mentioned, and I think that we touched on this on our podcast last year, you know, and, and it's using this technology as a storytelling engine or um, a mode of, of conveying a message, when done right, it, it's not seen as this thing that sticks out. It, it just fits. It feels right. You, you get it. You, you've designed it in a way that is drawing in the human element and it feels purposeful. Uh, it's not some gimmick that is just, look at this, it's drawing some attention. You get some cool photos that you put on Instagram and, and uh, LinkedIn and all that. No, it, it is a thing that is driving engagement and furthering your message, whatever that might be. Awesome. I think um, tasting something for the first time, seeing it in action is a, has a sense of thrill and excitement. And I think, like you said, Rob, I think uh, I'm getting the question more and more from people that see the realistic purpose and use of this in practice uh, point taken just recently you know we were part of one of these experiences and still the the relative inconvenience for whether it's a speaker or whether the receiving end to connect these networks of you know new types of devices between brackets is still a little mystical for people so i'm really glad you guys have the capabilities 
the scalability and the uh, you know the, the the door to knock on when people have that question. So uh, I think that's encouraging when we design events, right, Gary? Because oh, you sure. can come up with all sorts of stories, but mm -hmm. if it works in practice, that's the other question, right? You need to yeah, figure absolutely. out can we actually deliver on this within time frame, budget, and all the practicals that absolutely. are part of the design frame? Yeah. I, I and it wasn't like uh, the holographic technology hasn't been there. I mean, I used to work for Disney years ago, and Haunted Mansion has been around forever. But if you try to replicate that style of Pepper's Ghost effect for an event stage, it, it suddenly becomes too cumbersome, too expensive. So for me, it was waiting for the technology to show up that made it uh, effective, first of all, really doable within yeah. the event space where you had a wider field of vision with it and so forth. There were challenges with it that we have a different environment that we work in. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's great about something like, you know, our holographic technology here. And I also like it because I'm looking for new ways to acknowledge people who are award winners where we get challenged with we don't want to parade everybody across the stage, but we want to give people to, quicker, do, you know, yeah. yeah. And so it being, let them tell their story. And you can have the award winner sharing their story of how they won the award. Because I believe the award is more than just getting the trophy. It's really about the acknowledgement of what you've done to yes. get the trophy. Yeah. And yeah. so... Uh, it, I think it's a great way to use it as a storytelling device. And, and you can get attention in a place like this, which is not easy. So in a trade show environment or whatever, yeah. you can actually set up something like that and get relevant storytelling out of it and being able to, you know, fulfill a task that is not easy in any other way. Awesome. Um, maybe one last question. You know, it being 2023, IMAX America. The show is literally open for an hour and a half now. You guys have been setting up yesterday. Uh, we've seen a little bit more than the participants that came into the show. How would you describe the vibe that's here right now in one sentence? Electrifying. Uh, it really is. I've never been here before. Uh, so my one sentence was electrifying, or one word, actually. Um, but to me, it's. I was told good luck trying to get attention here you know so i realized that was going to be something i think our giant bird cage is actually working pretty well yes. as a photo op and uh, and our hologram but the reality is it's it's very engaging visually but it's like there's great messaging here and a lot of people who i would like to get around and see uh, from past associations and collaborations i would echo that uh, i would also add inquisitive i think that we're seeing a lot of people come up just asking questions. Not so much about the tech itself, because yes, we've got that on display, but they're, they're asking how, how are we thinking about, you know, making these events inclusive? How are we building on these storytelling elements? How are we creating these environments that are thinking on that human, human perspective, taking people as they are and how they, they take in information and, designing in a way that hits on all uh, chords for everybody, essentially. Yeah. So the conversation's been great, and it's only been an hour and a half, as you mentioned. Yeah, robust, too. Robust, Very robust yes. conversation. Uh, and, and truly, you know, people are asking questions that are about thought leadership, which mm -hmm. is, to me, exciting, uh, because it's not just about how do you use that or how much does that cost, but it's about What's your thoughts on using this to do 
you know, insert challenge here. And to me, that's one of the my favorite things about being a creative director is creative problem solving. Yeah, that's what we have to do. We're we're thrown a challenge, and it's like, what can you do that makes this purposeful, that makes this connected, that makes it memorable, makes it immersive. Uh, and, and tells the story the way it needs to be told. So Nobody's asking us questions about projectors and screens. No. And yet the projectors in our theater are pretty amazing. They are. <laughs> well, if you're just listening to the podcast and wondering what does this all look like, uh, check out uh, you know the hashtag that we're going to be publishing stuff on, uh, hashtag event canvas designed to change. Uh, look up Encore and look up the activations. This morning I did a little live stream and my colleague uh, Dennis Lauer, who does all of our visuals, popped in on his way to vacation in Sweden from the Netherlands. I showed him around. So there are more ways to connect. And maybe if you reach out to Gary or to Rob uh, or to me, my name is Rudy Hansen, uh, feel free to like ping us and see if you can get a sneak peek behind, behind the curtain because there are people with cameras here and we can connect you even if you're not here. So. Gentlemen, thank you so much for um, taking the time away from breaking free. You've broken free from your own um, bird cage over there. Uh, thank you, Gary Rohrman. Thank you, Rob Wilcox, for being on the Design to Change podcast. I can't wait to experience the whole thing because I only saw the sneak peek. Cool. And we'll tell you more uh, what we thought about that later on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkins, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation.